All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get Get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Daddy long that guy. And shout out to Red Light Crew. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. Yeah, you know what? To define that uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there is... Uh, I just lost my trend of thought. Episode 147 of Nation Real Life. I'm Tyler, your Rumtrek, and the gang is back together. Chalmers is here. Jay, Wanye, bagged milk after last week where we had Zach Stortini in for a Mary Brown's pop-in. And a big thanks to Mary Brown's for setting that all up. Bite-sized morsels of 100% breast meat, chicken-coated in Mary's seasoning, served hot, crispy, and so yummy. Choose Thai for a kick of sweet heat. Big love. To Mary Brown's. You had Mary Brown's the other I day, went, you? I went, you ran to Mary Brown's, and I was like, oh, I'll have a chicken sandwich, and then give me the Popeye Popeye, and they're like, it's not Popeye's, it's Mary Brown's, and I was like, oh, shit, which is ironic. I didn't know the fucking name of it, considering Mary Brown's is one of the partners of our show. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Fantastic. Mary Brown's is delicious. It's delicious chicken, and the only reason I went there is because they advertise on this podcast, so advertising works. Yep, there's one on St. Albert Trail. I stopped in on a Big Mary's Monday. Fantastic. They draw, Eddie dropped off coupons for us, so I went and used it. And it was great. It's I great. loved it. Love Mary it. Brown's is awesome. Jabba's mm. also awesome. They're awesome. our other sponsor. This podcast is going to be awesome, uh, but we do need to address the, how do we say this? The cherry elephant in the, in the room. room? The cherry in the room. Um, if you want to skip the Don Cherry talk, and I completely understand if you do, feel free to skip ahead to like the 10-minute mark, because we're not going to spend too, too much time on this, but we feel like we should give our opinions since we're recording today, and it is the big story of the day here on Tuesday November 12th. So, I mean, I guess who wants to go first? I, I, I want to lead with an observation yep. that might turn into an opinion mm-hmm. yep. that has nothing to do with Don Cherry. Oh. Are you wearing skate laces in your shoes? 
Yeah, so these boots, they're pretty old, <laughs> um, and the laces in them ripped one day, and I was like, ah, crap, now I've ripped laces, and the only laces I had in my house were hockey laces. So I just put hockey laces in them, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't want to change you were, it. you were probably able to use one skate lace for both shoes. Yep, oh, I was. Those are chopped up. There's like nine knots in them. Yep. These are my uh, I'm wearing sweatpants to work boots. That's fiscally responsible, too. <laughs> okay. I like it. Yeah. So, so, sorry. If you were going to fast forward to the end of Don Cherry Talk, it's now the 15-minute mark. Sorry, I just, I, I, they're just, it's they're, top staring, of mind. they're staring me in the face that I had to share this observation. Is it not a good observation? Do you, uh, it's, it's very Canadian what you're doing. You're yeah. trying to do what Connor McDavid's doing around his waist on your feet. Yeah, yeah like I, I don't wear these to like, when I go to the rink or something for work or anything like that, they're just kind of like my casual shoes. They're very old, very beaten up, but they're comfy. And the I like bottoms that. of them look slick on a day like today on the sidewalk. Yeah, but I have very large feet, so the ice oh, doesn't even really bother me. Area. Yeah. yeah, what are you? What are you rocking there for skis? Thirteens. Whoa! How tall are you? Six two. Thirteens. Oh, I wow. thought ski boots were like twenty two point five and like twenty three <laughs> in sizing. Jeez, that's that's those are some. Those are two tens. Those are actual skis. Mm-hmm. You know what they say about big feet. Big shoes with skate laces in them? Got to use skate laces, yeah. Jujar? Well, perhaps. <laughs> Jujar has size yeah. 26 feet. Don Cherry? Don Cherry. All right, Don Cherry. So he that's got fired. our take on that. He got fired. Dismissed. Dismissed. He's Relieved of his duties. Um, yeah, who wants to go first? I've been getting yelled at about it all day, so I'll let you guys go first. I laughed at the tweet that said Don Cherry's career was cut short. <laughs> because mm, he's 85 years old and I don't know too many 85 year olds who are still checking into work every maybe, day. Maybe a couple years too long. I, I like the tweet that Faberclan went out of business. Yeah. On yeah, account of the, the Beaverton. I'll yes. go first. And yeah, it is difficult for me, regardless of the opinion that you may have on something like this. And like, I look at people, I went and read on Twitter and it, t- Twitter is a disgusting cesspool of human thought at the best of times. You've got people on the far left who are like, Don Cherry should not only be arrested, he should be shipped off to Guantanamo Bay, and that's the end of that old man. you got people on the far right who's like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Everybody on the left should go fuck themselves. And it's just sort of like thrown onto the huge fire of political commentary on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Don Cherry in 2004 was voted the sixth best Canadian of all time. And in 2020, he's been fired for using racial language in support of the troops. Right. I don't think a guy like Don Cherry changed all that much between 2004 and 2020, but times have changed. And I think that it's ill advised to go on national TV and refer to new Canadians as you people. Mm -hmm. I think we all know old people who talk like that, but they're just not on national TV. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an appropriate thing to say, but what I will respect is grapes taking it on the chin, like a man. And then them doing the follow-up interview. And he's like, you want to fire me? Go fuck yourself. Basically. I don't care. And I hope at some point in all of this, Don Cherry is given the tribute. He ultimately deserves regardless if like, it's not good to talk like that. And in saying Don Cherry's had a good 40 year career, doesn't excuse talk like that. Right. But this cancel culture that we live in right now, which is like in the name of tolerance, Anybody who says something I find offensive should be turned off. Yeah. This shit's got to stop. And so when you say, when you talked about the tribute, it brought me to my very first reaction was why did 
the people in the the people around him, why did they let it get to this point? Because well, Ron only he, has so much power, but, man. He's uh, been electrocuting grapes under this coach's corner table <laughs> for fifteen fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. We've been seeing like the slip and like the slippery slope that he's been on for a couple of years. There's been like oh, it's been forever. It's been forever. It's, and it, yeah. before he was old, he was just really militant. He just yeah, yeah, and, and, and didn't like Russians. And so it's not a huge surprise that something like this happened. Um, what it really sucks though is that like. We all have a time in our life when we sat down and, and made Coach's Corner like a tradition of watching it. Mm -hmm. we, we made sure we were there to listen to him. All of us, at some point, I'm sure, loved Don Cherry just for exactly what he was. And I think if they'd allowed him to retire a few years ago without a cloud of scandal, yeah. it would have allowed for a better send-off. Yeah. By leaving grapes on the air past his expiry date, it was only going to end with something like this. Yeah. And that's joint as well, because you've heard a lot that they wanted to push him out. They didn't want this anymore. And he always fought back. He wanted to be they there. They pushed in his Ron head. McClain out. Ron McClain was doing friggin' hometown hockey from a qualit for a year there when Strombolopoulos was running the Yeah, desk. like... And and maybe it, maybe this is a little bit on Don too for not going. You know what? I've had a great run. I'm going to step aside while I'm still loved. And but he, Don, yeah, he but couldn't see that. Don yeah. Cherry, 85 years old, needs the purpose of hockey night yeah, in Canada to live. Right? I don't yeah. think a guy like Don is. It, it reminds me of Brian Hall. Except Brian Hall isn't really that controversial. He's like 84. Yeah, and he's still wheeling into work. You're not going to get Brian Hall to quit. You're not going to get great. No, to quit. and these guys like this is the last thing that's holding them to their lifelong work. Right? But when you don't take them out. In a graceful way. Right. You're basically leaving him until he blows up of his own accord. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that that's, does a disservice to his it legacy. It totally does, yeah. because now we got to look back on him, and instead of just remembering all the good stuff and the times he pushed the boundaries and it never really got to this level, we now have the level, and it fucking sucks. But but it, he was wrong, and it was wrong, and it just... It is what it is at this point. Everybody, you know, he was left out there long enough to hang himself, and he did. Remember when we started the company, Jane, it was my job to be in charge of opening mail? Yeah, and then at the house, the mail just piled up, and I would consider putting mail in a letterbox to be dealing with the mail. Correct. Then remember, and you quit your job and came aboard, and you're like, first things first, you're not in charge of mail anymore, and you got a mail person. You did that because you knew I was incompetent at my job. There was a table full of mail. <laughs> there was. I remember a the room mail full of mail. Yeah. It was a our mailbox room. filled every single day with mail. Every day it would be full. Fan mail. No. No, no, bills, no. And yeah. bills mail. and lawsuits, you know, entrepreneur mail. There was like four, four stacks. There was the yeah. ones I just, I'm scared to open. I yeah. think yeah. there's the ones that I have to open. Yeah. There's, there's the ones that are can, half opened. Who do you, who are you to send me mail? Pal? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you remove me because you knew sooner or later I would forget to open the mail and something important would come in. You got me out of my own way. And I think grapes was owed a better end of career than this. Yeah. I think yeah. it's safe to say we're not going to discuss our views on the whole thing. Um, because shouldn't talk like that about people, man. It's no, just not nice. No, it's just not nice. It, but there is some mitigating. He's he a was, fucking he, old ass man he, who should have been taken off the air. Yes. Yeah. And how many times have we heard him say "you people" when he's just, when he's talking about like Leafs well, fans? He just yeah. he, he just he didn't understand that the things that he normally says that might be just like off the cuff remarks that when he uses them towards something that's polarizing, how it will be taken. But you he see the footage of him like meeting with the soldiers in Afghanistan and shaking mm -hmm. all the hands and this, that, and the other. He isn't some glib asshole in my mind who's mm -hmm. just like spouting off. Like I've seen Grape start crying on Hockey Night in Canada oh, because yeah. he's talking yeah. about troops that perished. Yeah. Like this guy loves the troops. Loves the troops. And so for him to get fired on Remembrance Day at the age of 85, yeah. that was also, I thought, and bullshit. He, he obviously saw this shit early in the day. And he could have left it for an extra and day. And came in and had this weighing on him that, like, I have to say something about this. And I just, I think that he, I hate to say it, but I think he knew what he was doing. I think he, like. Oh, yeah? I, I mean. The fact he, he hasn't come out 
there's two things. Sorry to cut you off, but no, I wanna, that's okay because I think you agree with it. Yeah, there's two things that come across here. He has not, and he's had moments to speak. He's done interviews now. Come across and said, "I didn't mean to offend minorities or yes. immigrants." Yes, he has come out not. No. And notice how no one from he's come out and said that he he, he has come not. out. He has not. He's, he's not. doubled down. He yeah. said, "I know what I said and I meant it." Yeah. And number two, no one from Sportsnet or his place of work has come out and said, "We know Don. We know what that he didn't mean to offend people." No one said that. Because I think everyone around there knows Don. And I think Don knows exactly what he was saying. But whose job is it to manage the career of an 85-year-old past elderly man? It's the board. It's the heads of Sportsnet who should be sitting there and looking at, like, Jesus, you know what? This guy might be a little bit past his prime. we got to show in honor to his legacy. And see, a guy like Ron McLean who knows Don at the very end, I don't think even in that moment, I think Don, like, did it seem like Ron McLean knew that this was, like, holy shit, what he's saying right now, because at the very end he says, I love, and we love you for it. Right. Like yeah. he gives him a thumbs up. Like, yeah. as in, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Wow. I, so I love Ron McLean and I, I understand why people are upset with him. There's a difference between someone who says something and know, knows they meant it. And someone who I think made an honest mistake. And I think Ron did. And the other thing, you know, when you watch coach's corner and Ron's always kind of looking like he's staring off into space and then he'll come back with the... Is he looking at the sensors? Well, it, you know, staring off in space then he'll come back and go, Don, we got this clip or Don, we're running on yeah. this much time left. There's a producer in his ear this whole time, right? So there's oh. the part of me that goes, like, for all we know, Ron could have been sitting there and going, okay, Don's talking about the troops right now like we planned. A producer could have been in his ear saying... And he hey, could have been missing it. Some yeah, of it. hey, hey yeah. Ron, by the way, we're going to play this video clip and then you have 65 seconds after that to wrap things up with Don. Like, there is a very good chance when he when Ron apologizes and says, I missed it, I honestly believe him. Yeah, now, no, and I'm not saying that Don did, or Ron McLean did anything yeah. wrong, but usually you've seen him when all of a sudden he can tell that Don's going like mm-hmm. off script and a little bit too in the gray area and you see him kind of like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, I wish you weren't saying this, pull it back, like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And in that moment, it looked like, and he did. He was looking down at the desk. He probably had somebody in his ear, but he wasn't. He wasn't at that moment showing the signs of like, this is fucking like horrible, serious yeah. shit. But that's yeah. the yeah. tension that between Ron and Don that's driven Coach's Corner yeah. for thirty fucking years. Oh yeah, Don yeah. To, like uh, Don Cherry telling Ron to stop it. I'm fucked. This is my yeah, show. Yeah. I'll yeah. do what I want. And he was saying, well, we got thirty. You know, I that was part of the love of it. That was, that was stick, yeah. That, so I hope that Don gets. <clears throat> the proper tribute he's deserved for his 39, everything up to the last hour of his career. And I hope they look at Brian Burke on the panel and go, we're not going to leave you on the air, Burkey, until you're 85 years old. He's got yeah. some of those tendencies in him. For hey, sure oh, he does. Man. But he's a pretty, like on the political spectrum, he's a little bit more progressive. Yeah. yeah. But cantankerous 85-year-old man on live national television, no more. It's weird that the lesson had to be learned, but I think it has been almost. But he was on <laughs> CNN. And they're like, I was like reading CNN, and it's like, sportscaster fired for comments. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. What's that all about? It was Don fucking Cherry on the yeah. landing page of CNN.com. Before the show, we did talk about whether or not we were going to talk about this, and it led mm-hmm. us down kind of an interesting area because we didn't want to talk about our opinions. We want to kind of advance the whole thing of it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting to hear about, like, what bag milk had to just like deal with just yeah. for putting out like, I don't know, was it an opinion piece or like what your had to deal with yeah. this morning just because he had to address it. You know what I mean? And like the fallout from both sides, that's so polarizing and that just can get really, really out of, yeah. you know, out of touch with things and then, and then spout these feelings that are just, not making anything better and saying the worst shit they can to you. Yeah, Why? like, oh, sorry, sorry, I like today I addressed it on the radio and our text line was flooded with people calling me every name in the book possible, right? 
I'm sure you can imagine them. I don't need to repeat no, them. Did they call them. you Tyler? <laughs> Not no. a great name. All I'll right. admit that. I don't Big know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoelace people, skates. People just, they're carving Scott. me and they're carving low tide too. And they're just ripping everything to do with it. And it, the lesson I think I learned in this is, or that I maybe want to pass on that I've been noticing is just because something doesn't offend you doesn't mean it's not offensive to others, right? Like I've never been racially profiled or discriminated against at all, really. But what Don said, that shit's like a harsh reality for people. And I, and I feel like some people can't really wrap their head around that. They hear you people and they go, well, that doesn't bother me. Why the hell should it bother anyone else? And then we got a lot of the, is this not a country without free speech anymore? And, and I think what to pull from that is free speech doesn't mean speech without consequences. Don can say whatever he wants on his free time. He can say whatever he wants about the government. He can do anything. But as soon as you do it on your company's dime and on company time and on national TV, there might be consequences to what you say. My issue isn't with the way it was handled in the long run. My issue is with the mob. Yeah. Right. The mob that attacked the phone lines at yeah. 1260 being like, I'm going to say things 50 times worse than what was said that was offensive yep. in the name of backing up my point. The mob is the guy's bag milk has to deal with on the site, manually pulling down comments for six hours. Whether you're on the far left or you're either on the far right, I'm getting sick. And I think most people who have any sort of reading social media, being on the radio, just like the mob mentality and the witch hunt of 2019 is getting fucking old. When I saw... I was watching hockey on Saturday night, and when I saw Don Cherry's comments, all I could think of to myself was, oh, fuck. Because I knew what was coming. I knew that there would be people on the left that were really upset, and arguably justifiably so, about what he said, the way he presented the information, I should say. Mm -hmm. At its core, he's defending the troops. I think everybody agrees with that. Mm -hmm. But the way it was packaged was poorly done. Awful. It was not up to 2019 standards, it was like we were still in 1950. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't do that. But on the flip side, there was all the people who were so aggressive towards the dissent that it didn't make any sense to me. There's no conversation anymore in the middle. That's why Trump can, like, got elected, right? It wasn't necessarily people thought he was the best move. It's that they were so mad at the other side of the political spectrum. They're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send that big turnip down to Washington. He's going to fuck some shit up. But there is no conversation. Whether you're on the far left or you're on the far right, it's like the rage and the like inability to take anything with a grain of salt anymore. I think that's like really dividing everybody. Well, that's the interesting thing about like, say the comment section on our website is there are people still emailing me today saying, how could you leave this stuff up? But for me, it's an, it's, I don't want to stop people from talking. I don't want to stop people from having a conversation, but I, what I respond with to some folks is you should see the shit that I pulled down mm. or that didn't show up through our filters at all. Mm -hmm. It turned into a very, very hate filled conversation that was leaps and bounds past where it originated. And I don't understand how things get there is very disappointing. It sucks that, you almost have to. It sucks that I have to be watching hockey on a Saturday night and then just get the feeling of dread like, fuck me, the next two, three, four days until this calms down is going to be horrible because... And you're going to see the worst of people? Like, what part of it? The amount of work or the amount of, like... Because you, you read the comments, the you, bring them, you bring them down, and it just got to... I mean, it must... I, I go into Twitter a couple times, and I see people just reply, it's easy to hide behind a, 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 a faceless avatar and and just say whatever I want on Twitter, and I try to go back to see what was said to these people. When I get to it, I don't, I wish I didn't. 
You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. wish I didn't have to see that. Mm-hmm. And so you are dreading the fact that you, I mean, you have to see them. You have to read basically what the worst of humanity is going to say. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's things that I pulled down over the weekend that no swear filter is going to stop from getting through. It, it has to be a manual thing unless we allow no one to comment, which isn't the answer either. The, it, it was just, it was tough to read a lot of the quote unquote arguments people were using. Uh, there was a lot of nonsensical stuff in there. There was a lot of just complete putrid thought and hate speech in there. And it was, it was a tough weekend. It was a shitty way to spend my time. It was a shitty way to look at work in a sense. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fun about it. There's, I don't want to be the guy. I want to talk about hockey. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I want to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. I want to talk about Nuge having a four-point weekend. Oh, I don't want to talk about yeah. some of the worst shit I've read on the internet in a long time, which is in our own soap sandbox that somebody has to go through and clean up. What freaks me out too, like talking, is like those people that are making those comments. We've seen a lot of them be perfectly rational. Sure. It, I was looking at them and I was like, it was like people who have been on the comment section for years being like, you know what? I do think that Oscar Clefbaum has sexy ads, rips their mask of civility off and the fucking face underneath. I'm like, damn. It's just, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's so aggressive on both sides that it's like, do you remember when we started Twitter, t- like Twitter accounts 10 years ago? Damn right. I did. And it was, it was you could make jokes and nobody took everything all that seriously. Well, that's what it was about. It was about trying to make the other people laugh. Yeah. Like that's what Twitter originally was. And at some point we lost, opinion. we lost that and it's turned into this strange cancel culture that just everything is a problem for somebody and that somebody needs to really get that across. It's, I wish you could have a conversation with people and have it go to a place where it's productive and respectful, mm-hmm. but that just doesn't seem like Something that doesn't interest some of those people, I don't think. Like when they get riled up and they want to voice their vent, their opinions, you know, maybe that's the safest way to do it, but I just don't think so. And I also also think it's important that people evolve to the societal norms of where we're at in 2019, too. Even something that you said maybe in 2015 or 2010, it's not cool anymore. And it's up to everybody to evolve their opinions and their thoughts. And bring them up to speed. It's worth noting, though, that we're not, as a society, moving towards an era of freedom of thought and freedom of speech. No. This thing's on a pendulum. It swings back and forth, right? Like, if you look at Berlin in between World War One and World War Two, it was like the most liberal city in Europe. Everything went, no problem at all. Then it got tightened up, right? And I'm not suggesting, like, there's a thing on the internet, you can count how many comments in an argument until someone calls someone a Nazi, and the answer is usually, like, within 35. I'm not saying anyone's Nazis, but I just mean that, like, as a society, we're like heading in a beeline away from free speech. And when you enter into periods where people don't feel comfortable discussing opposing views, that's generally when bad shit happens, right? I remember going to Berlin and looking at the East German Museum, and they were talking about how there were so many microphones in public places and during the war that basically if you spoke out in public, there'd be a knock at your door and you're gone in a lot of places because they're tracking, they're listening, they're doing all sorts of stuff. Everybody's spying on everybody. And I think like regardless of political view, we're, we're actually approaching a point like that again, society, where like I don't want to go on social media and tell my thoughts about anything and i'm not even racist well, i don't but, even have anything bad to say right and, and who's not to say we're at that point right now because i think we all believe our phones are listening to us in some way shape or form will there be any public figures left in five years if this fucking shit keeps up <laughs> i can't listen to like, michael jackson so yeah 
I can't listen to R. Kelly. Mm-mm, I haven't been now able to I enjoy have, a Weinstein I movie. I can't put my Bubba Kangs up, my Bubba Kegs with the Don Cherry logos on them anymore. Oh. And a lot of bad people are being swept out. Yeah, the for, like, that's for, the, good. for a good yeah, yeah. reason. I'm just that's making good. a joke. No, no, no. But, and that's good. I bet we're past the 15 minute mark, aren't we? Well, we had talked well, a lot about uh, the shoes to start. You gotta be <laughs> well, fair. Sorry, that was my bad. No, I'm just joking. But, you know, getting wrapping this up, you know, you made a very valid point when you walked in here, Chalmers, that we're like, we don't want to talk about this. And you're like, no, we should talk about it because people might care. And then we're like, people probably don't care. They've heard it enough. And then you're like, if I listen to a podcast that I like and they don't address the issue today, I get pissed off because you're the bossiest person in the room other than your <laughs> M. Chuck. We listen to you. And uh, so there. I mean, we did it. No, I think it was great. I think if we just honestly didn't say anything about it right now, it would be kind of, I don't want to say cowardly because I don't think it is. I think it would be responsible yeah. for, you know, just for us maybe to not, we all have an opinion on it. We didn't want to get into the meat and guts of like, you know, all of that, but I had to address it. You okay. just had to. Yep. And yeah. so, you know, grapes, you'd fucked up at the end, but yeah. there was a lot of years you brought a lot of good, like I was amazed. I was reading about him, some of the stuff. He didn't even dress fancy when he was a coach, hey? That no. was like him after the fact. That's like pretty. And that was like the most toned down suit he's ever worn. Hey, yeah. <laughs> that night. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Fiercely like, Canadian dude, man. Like shouldn't be talking old man racist shit. But, uh, you know, we will miss you, Grapes. We might miss five years ago, you. Yeah. But uh, you've done a lot in your time for hockey and for sport and definitely grew the game. And Probably r- still will, to be honest. I don't think you'll hear much shit from Graves anymore. Oh, yeah. there's probably my, people out there giving him, trying to give him a podcast. Have you guys reached out oh, to yeah, him? 100%. My concern <laughs> With someone, you know, that was fighting to hold his position as long as he could, you know, that gives him a sense of purpose. And now that purpose has been removed. And a person at that advanced age, I'd yeah. actually be concerned that yeah. this could have, like, really He's got quick. his charities and stuff Rose like that, gone, though, right? But, but does he, though, now? Do I don't people, know. Like, It'll be interesting. It if, if, if I, I think if he really, really needed it, I think he would have come out and apologized to, so that he could get yeah. something, some of it back, even if it wouldn't be that position. But since he's still staying strong to what he says, I don't. He'll join the I other. I think he's going to just continue to be Don Cherry. He'll join the legions of eighty-five-year-old angry men now sitting at home. Right. Yeah. I'll end with a funny story about Don Cherry. I was one day I was at the Pint and the Pint DJ. I can't remember his name, which is terrible right now. But he's a real nice guy, old school DJ. And we were sitting down talking about DJ stuff, and he's toured and done DJ things. He's like, you want, you remember Chris Shepard? I'm like, do I remember Chris Shepard? Pirate Radio. I was like, junior high. That was the shit. Chris Shepard got his big break because he's somehow related to Don Cherry. And Don Cherry went to the company that put out Rock'em Sock'em videos. So you mean Chris Shepard wasn't a British guy? Never. You actually talk about Chris Shepard. No, but I think it was like Quality Records put out Rock'em Sock'em and shit. And so Don put his neck out and got Chris Shepard in a record deal or something like that. And a lot of DJs, like Tiesto and other guys, they actually look to Chris Shepard as being like Carl Cox and guys like that, really old school DJs, love Chris Shepard for being one of the first DJs to have a big radio show and shit. So you could make a constructive argument that Don Cherry did more for Electronica (laughs) than any other fucking CBC staffer. That means we could also blame him for Love Inc. That just reminded me too. Love Inc. was terrific. Broken Bones is a good good. My kids drive when they drive longer distance in the car. They we put on a show on for them in the back. The only DVDs we have in the car are Rock'em Sock'em sixteen to twenty four and Frozen. So does that mean we have to watch Frozen all the time? Now? <laughs> Hell yeah, no. Keep those Rock'em Sock'em's coming, man. Those are good. Bad, they're good. It's to the point where I'm sitting in the front seat and I can hear what happens and I know exactly what's happening on the screen now because <laughs> I've heard it so many fucking times. When Don Cherry was the jam of the Ice Dogs, for three years he forfeited all his foreign picks. Yeah, every single import draft pick he didn't use. Yeah, import. He forfeited him. And they won like six games in three years. And everybody's like, mm-hmm, that's fine. 
He, it's amazing. Yeah, he would. That's he so refused. Don Cherry. He was like, "It's the Canadian Hockey League," and they got destroyed they got every year. Put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. And got kicked in the grind. Fitting. Peace out, grapes. Cherry love on top. We need to Bye, give buddy. some love to our friends at Jappa. Heading over to their socials right now. You should all give them a follow as well. Jappa underscore machinery. They're heading out tomorrow at the Alberta Road Builders and Heavy Construction Associations. That's the ARHCA. Oh, I'm a member. You don't need to tell me about the <laughs> ARHCA. They're heading out to their annual convention. You can find them at the trade show on November 14th and 15th. Go say hello to Russ and Marin. Tell them you like the podcast. Hey? Huh? Why not? Yeah. Um, I would also recommend stuff. that you score a pen. Jabba pen. Yes. Elite. If they have pens there, take them all and bring them to Oilers Nation. Distract mm-hmm. two-man operation. Distract Russ and Marin. Yeah. Go take the pens. Pen City. Maybe buy a loader at the same time. Trick them, though. Get to the end and go, I didn't want it in yellow. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the nice thing about Jappa. Customer service doesn't begin and end with a machine rented or sold. It's the parts, service, and support along the way. So check them out right now. They still got big sales going on. And if you oh. want somebody to teach you how to drive your 351, just let me know. Yep. I was going to hone in the service thing. I know the service is there because I hear about all the crazy service stories and just, you know, the, the phone call and immediately in the service truck and on the road to Conklin or, you know, Spruce Grove. Like Resolute Bay. Resolute Bay. They're there. JappaEquipment.com. Call them directly. 780-962-5272. Do we want to talk a little Oilers? Is that? Uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone's paying attention. Chalmers, do you know what the fucking record of the Oilers is right now? No. 13 oh. something, oh. something. 12 and 5, bro. 12 and 1. 12 and 1. Just listen. I still watched all the games this weekend. I still, I can tell you. Well, just because I don't Let's have quiz the Let's quiz them. Let's quiz Chalmers. Well, sure. just we, we the come seven in. Hole. And That's and where they both scored. We're, no. The seven hole. No, no. Well, it what? was the seven what, hole. That's what, it. What are you talking about? Both. What are you talking about? Nuge and McDavid both scored in the seven hole right here. This little hole right here. Is that the seven hole? Yeah, that's what I call it. The seven hole. That's uh, like that slot. Yeah. Right above the pad. Yeah. Yeah. Con- Connor's first goal is seven hole. So was Nuge's. Nuge went top. Top no, shelf, didn't no, it? no. That Neil took out one. the defenseman behind the net. Mm-hmm. Nuge got oh, the puck, one, wrapped yeah. it around, mm-hmm. and put it in the yeah. seven hole. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take Are you back. watching? Oh, fuck. I'll take this back to the beginning when we were debating what we were going to talk about. Sure. And Chalmers was like, well, I have nothing to talk about the Oilers about, so we should talk about Don Cherry. I was like, <laughs> when do you ever have something to talk about the Oilers? Oh, well, he knows you about the Nuge's about? seven hole goal. What oh, do you want to talk about? The Oilers look great. He was skimming through Instagram, and he saw a fucking clip like 30 seconds ago. When Connor took a knee, popped back up and scored one of the nicest goals the last five yes, years. That were was you, ridiculous. Were you on a betting app looking at the end of the Vikings game wondering if they were going to make the spread? I have no idea. I think no, the, I was watching the Vikings the game. play the late. The, the, they did. I was at the pint. I know wow. everything. The late game on Sunday. I was Sunday. at the pint sitting around watching. Somebody had the audacity to put NBA on the TV we were watching. <laughs> Association What's wrong City. with that? Uh, yeah, we went over and we watched it on uh, in my brother-in-law's basement where he's got Couple the CNN mountain. headquarters, yeah, with the pretty TVs. much, yeah. and yeah, we watched the whole thing. We watched every bit of it, man. So that Connor goal, where he goes down to one knee and gets back up, we are now starting to see like this is Connor McDavid, and he's now back. We had a men's league hockey game that day, yeah, early in the afternoon. Yes. And do you remember what we were talking about in the room? How seven holes? No, everybody was talking about like what's wrong with Connor, man. He looks sick. I, 
he looked fucking amazing. Like he didn't look sick. Looked at all. sick in a good looked, way. They, they the way like, we kids like, say no, sick. No, people are like his knees. His knees yeah. acting up. I guarantee he had, it. He had a, through a knee. He had a shitty off season. And Gregor talked about it, where you know he couldn't get a you know a full training season in. Good. He's doing rehab. Fine. Which is fine. But also, like, he was still injured to start the year. Of course Don't he was. And he also needs a break. He doesn't need to be tied to Gary yeah. Roberts every fucking offseason. And if the first 20 games takes him a while to warm up, he's still, what, second in the league in scoring? Third. Third in the league in what? scoring? Well, tied for second, I think, isn't he? Or is he tied to T2? Yeah, T2. Chalmers, you know. I do. He's tied for second. <laughs> <laughs> With how many points? More than 30. The third. Leon has 34. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Chalmers. No. I'm not, you know what? I'm not in any uh, like hockey drafts and stuff, so I don't, uh, you know, numbers. They're just, just things, man. He's AJ saying. ain't nothing but a number. That's a that's a Aaliyah album produced by R. Kelly. You monster, monster, <laughs> yeah, monster. Sure the album cover, not great, not good, not a good look. <laughs> no. Good. So I, I think I think we're I think Connor's back. I think he's now. You can say he's ninety five to one hundred percent recovered because you're starting to see him just burst of speed. Like muscling guys, like he he carried that guy for a bit, yeah. then fell down, got back up, and then I don't know what do you stick handle it three thousand times before he put it where Chalmers the Gordon Bomb seven hole no that was not the seven top hole. cheddar where Mama keeps the top, top top in the net pretty selfish yeah, I'll give you that past the red line yeah past the red line we yeah, were yeah. wondering when Connor had two and the Nuge had two if they had a two on nothing on an empty net how many passes back and forth there would have been between the two of them <laughs> two selfless until guys. nobody scored. Connor yeah. shot it over the glass. How good was it in Anaheim? Because obviously they, we call it Remembrance Day. They call it Veterans, Veterans Day, Veterans right? Day, yeah. That they gave everyone in attendance a camouflage ducks hat, and Connor the McDavid best. scores a hat trick, and they all threw them. Yeah. And they all threw those hats <laughs> on the ice. Oh yeah. Oh, that's you know what I love about that goal? One, McDavid starts in his, the bottom of his own end, and then goes all the way end to end. Like that's sweet. But the play Cassian make, I feel like that deserves a lot of credit because. He gets the puck in the neutral zone, and to me, this really just wraps up why Cassian works so perfectly on that line. He gets the puck in the neutral zone, does not try to do too much with it. His head's up, he sees McDavid coming and just goes, here you go, and puts it right on his tape. And I think that's why Cassian works well. Like, Chase on, you'll see at times, he'll try to stick handle and dust off the puck, and sometimes guys try to overthink playing with Connor McDavid. The guys who have had the two best runs with him, outside of Leon, but the two best, Maroon and Cassian. Guys who are just simple-minded, in a good way, in a hockey way, right? And just know, give the talented players the puck and go to the net. And when I get the puck, I'm either passing it to them or I'm shooting it as hard as I can. And I love that about Cassian. Well, and, and, but I, I think Cassian is, is is smart. I think he's smart to not, to 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 just kind of play it simple like that. Like, in, 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 he, he's a first-round draft pick. He also has first-round, you know, skill. That, that yeah. goal he scored Remember when that doctor came in and sick. told us Zach Casting was the answer for all their stuff? Yeah. He really did, yeah. Like, it's, he's, he's simple when he needs to be, and then when he's when he's on his own and needs to make a play, he can. He's simple and smart at the same time. Yeah. He's plus 13, too. Well, that's, oh, well, that's Guy Chalmers. I remember when it looked as though, <laughs> when the oil let Pat Maroon go, I kind yeah. of felt like, Cassian and Maroon were like retreads that came in at the same time. They'd taken a chance on both of them. Yeah. I think they kept the right guy. Like Cassian yeah. has officially delivered again this season, right? Was this his third or fourth year as an Oiler? Oh, four, five. Fourth, I think. Four. It's been a bit. Three, three and change. Yeah, yeah, three and change. Yeah. I think he's been great. He came in with one year left on his deal, had a good run in the playoffs, signed a two year deal, and this is year two of that. So three and change. This is a yeah. sign of an organization in my mind that's like turning the corner because you always need to be able to have retreaded players come in and have them work out. And to take a guy like Zach Cassian, who was coming in, and we don't have to talk about it because every time they interview and they talk about it, but he was coming in under a little bit of personal duress. He's straightened it out. 
And sometimes those guys, whether you have like personal problems or an injury or you think you're towards the end of their career, you hit a good team and you'll get another three, four years like Dan Cleary. Oh, when he yeah, left that guy, Edmonton, that, guy, that guy's second act was like 12 years. We we're like, peace out, Dan Cleary. Enjoy your time in the AHL. And Detroit's like, no, 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 no. You'll be fine. And the way he went, he played like seven or eight more years. Yeah. Right. Cassian could be one of those guys. He's uh, clean living. He's in good shape. Yeah. He yeah. likes it here. He's clearly having fun. He's a good fit on that line. And I, I loved after he scored that goal. What did he say? Show me some Show love. me some love. Show me some love. Yeah. yeah. That, should also, be an, that should be a nation gear shirt. I also liked uh, seeing the moms get after it on this trip too. <laughs> my God. There were some sexy dancing going on in the back. I loved it. A good, good. My joke was there's a good thing no Oilers dads are on this trip, but there'd be another generation of Oilers born nine <laughs> months ago. Have they always now. done a mom's trip? Or is no, this the first, first one? Time. This is first or second. It's they're, it's early. It's, it's in its, its infancy. It's if you want to call it. for sure, for nice. sure. That's a good you idea. should do illegitimate baby mama night trip. Hey, eh? oh, I know. Yeah. I was always thinking oh. like the dad's side the dad. piece night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've always had the dad's trip. Right, like yeah. the dad's trip's been a staple. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I remember thinking two years ago or something a year ago when I was like, hockey moms are the ones that I here you mean, go really do the work. Honest question: If you could tag along to one, would you rather tag along with the moms or the dads for a road trip? Moms, oh the moms, moms they give you yeah. all the attention. Yes, you want to feel like you're the best. I don't want the dad Earth. being Mom's mean trip. to me, telling me I didn't own up to things. I yeah. want the moms who are going to be the good cop. Wait a minute, as a player or as as someone who can as join just the an party? innocent spectator yeah, who's yeah, in yeah. the party? Moms, 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 sure. You don't think the dads get after it? Remember when was it Clef Bomb's dad who was like taking off his shirt? I don't know if you're watching. The moms were full after it too, man. There was some prosecco going around. Yeah, that was great. It seems like a good time. The moms cheer for the kids differently. I think. Oh, the dad's oh, up- mom just massaging above the crest what of the What are we jersey. doing right now? What? Was she? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Prosecco right? talking. I don't know. What? I, I know. didn't see that. I didn't see that. that one, buddy. Are you fucking serious? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. I well. feel like Don right now looking at... <laughs> I feel like Ron looking at Don right now. <laughs> Anyways, no, 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 there was some, oh, there was some gyration. There, there was some like dance, like coordinated dance moves going on in the, in the back of the clip. You know what I love is how many people send me now... Lip reading shit. <laughs> oh really? Oh, so many people. Send what do me they the, say here? The, the cast guy. one. They were like, "Did we get this one right?" And I'm like, "You guys are nailing it." Don't yeah. ask me. Ask Pete Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The cast. I love the cast That's one. And I then the tippet. The tippet one where he said, "I knew you'd get it." Right. Yeah. I don't know who he was talking to, but you. He knew he'd get <laughs> it. Yeah. Knew you'd you'd yeah it's fun. You. I like that. I like that. There's a producer at Sportsnet that it seems like anytime something happens, they'll have a camera come in real tight on Dave Tippett. I find his face to be very expressive and I like it. I don't understand. It must be superstition, but it's Movember, Dave. Like if anyone's oh, going to grow yeah, the world, the right? oh. he must, it must be because it's working. No mustache. Maybe when you're 12 and five, you don't grow. That's anything. true. That's true. For now that we're so far into the season and having success, I don't keep it you guys, speaking of November, November, not mustaches like Elliot Friedman might want to give that thing like a half a month head start. Oh Maybe God. try in October. Yeah. That's just, that's half the fun though, dude. Uh, seeing the awkward uh, phase. Grow, I took yeah. the I took the running start just because I I want to enjoy looking like go a with a goatee for, for like a month and then just go straight to mustache, right? Like Elliot, yeah. we're gonna be in the twentieth of November and Elliot's still gonna be waiting for the Elliot left hasn't side remembered to, to bring hair gel to work for twenty <laughs> years and you want this guy to organize his mustache game better. Uh, I love Friedman. I think he's the best thing going right now as far as insiders. He looks like he came to work every day in a 1996 Pontiac Sunfire with a top <laughs> down and just Hell ran yeah. into the theater two seconds before the recording studio and be like, no time. Oh, it's a, a photo. Fine. It's coming along. It's I bad. took a photo. You doing I right? like it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you put that on social, Chalmers? Get a little bit of I don't like making fun of people on social media. Making fun. You love making fun of people in, in real per- life. In person. Oh, hell on yeah. real life. <laughs> yeah. The podcast brought to you by Jappa. You yeah. Won't. I don't know. I just didn't. 
you can put it out as a funny way. You can say something like, why is uh, Friedman growing the Nugent Hopkins mustache this year or something like that? Yeah, you should have seen me after like the first eight days before I had to shave for work. I look like, imagine worse than Nuge. That's me. It's bad. I can't do it. That's why I don't make fun of Friedman either because, you know. He's going to be the only insider left at this rate. I bet you Kiprios is sitting somewhere now being like, maybe this wasn't the worst way to go out. A lot of people, oh, no, I don't want to go back to this. We're not, we're done. We're moving on. But yeah. So you ran into our, our, an old guest of the podcast yesterday. I interviewed Bucky. At the Tri-City Americans Oil oh, Kings game. Oh, nice. He was in town. Yeah, it was good. I Did he mention us? Well, uh, I mm. was standing outside the room and someone walked by and they said, who are you looking for? And I was like, oh, Kelly Buckberger, please. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll go get him. And he came out in his tracksuit. And I was like, hey, Kelly, uh, Tyler, you're on track from TSN Oilers Nation. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, we met over the summer and he looked at me and was kind of did like a double thing. He was like, oh yeah, we did. And I was like, okay, just need a couple minutes of your time. Then I talked to him for two minutes, <sighs> recorded an interview, might write a little thing for Owen on him. Absolutely. We'll see if I have time. Did he bring up the time him and a young Jay stood beside the cup? Did he no. mention it? He didn't mention it. No, we talked hey, about. Yeah, one thing I got to say about Bucky is he looks good on the bench. He, he just, yeah. he looks like a bench, like a bench boss. He's straight up. You know, just has that look of just bold player coach now and just demands attention. Great player coach, though, because you know what? While I was walking away, one of his assistants walked up to him. I was like, hey, Bucky, I, don't, I hope you don't mind. I told the guys that we're taking them to 7-Eleven with the bus and then get whatever they want. And Bucky's like, oh, yeah, do that. <laughs> it was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. you talk about the difference. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I talked to him about was the difference between coaching NHLers, which he did for like a decade, and now in his second year coaching teenagers. And that's the big one, right? Like with the NHLers, you're not taking a bus full of New York Islanders and being like, boys, we're going to 7-Eleven. But with the 16, Even 17- for an extra big gulp? Yeah, even the 16, 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids? That's how you so get to I, them, man. Yesterday, I was driving past the Mayfield Inn, and I mm-hmm. saw the Lethbridge Hurricane bus pulling out of there. Dinner theater? Yeah, I've and, seen other team buses there. Why so the fuck are they are staying Are they staying there? at the Mayfield Inn? There is an arena there, too. Like, maybe they can have a skate. Like a Is the arena still there? there? Uh, I thought they took it out. Like I we used to have no like idea. novice tryouts there. Oh yeah. Shit. I used to go to a Mayfield hockey camp every year when I was a kid really? and it was a full day thing. And you would go into like the Mayfield, like uh recreation center where they had like yeah. badminton and like, uh, you know, racquetball, all this kind of stuff. Anyways. Yeah. It was a full day thing twice on the ice. It was a great camp. I love that one, but I don't remember. I don't know if there's still an arena there, but I did see them pulling out two things. Um, in the AJHL, they have a sponsorship deal with certain hotels. So they're always staying in certain hotels, no matter what the proximity to the rink is. And two in with WHL teams, cause the, her, the oil Kings were in Lethbridge on Friday, but Lethbridge hasn't been here since like the beginning of the season. Really? Sometimes I know the oil Kings used to do this. I'm not sure if they still do. If Lethbridge is on a week long homestand and like one of the midget teams in the area is going on a road trip, they'll be like, Hey, just take our bus. So it oh, might have been like a midget triple been A the, team the bus, staying yeah. using the bus. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I didn't look at the Oil King schedule to see if it was actually like the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, well, I, they they were I definitely saw that bus there. And mm-hmm. so yesterday, yesterday I, got, I went to the Oil Kings game and I got to be downstairs where your M. Chuck hangs out in the media room area. And I got to do it because my son, my eight-year-old son and his hockey team were chosen to do the honor guard for the, uh, like the opening ceremonies of the Remembrance Day festivities it was pretty cool man like they wrangle up all these kids they're all wearing their jerseys you know they're all representing they all got a poppy on they all go downstairs and you know now they're in like the area where the zambonis are coming past and all you know it's a staging area for these kids and you know people are running by you know maintenance crews are in there they're getting the nets ready and it's these kids are just wide-eyed and looking like it was awesome it was kind of cool just to be down there too 
from like my perspective because I've never really been down there. So we walk right out the gate that they that the Zambonis go out on, right? And uh, the kids all go to the left and they stand on this red carpet and just stand there. Like that's all it was. It was on a guard. There was other kids doing other things, but the dads get to stand right behind the bench, right? And just to like look up at them, just how massive the place is from like right there, standing on the ice level. Like it's impressive. Like it's it's a weird feeling being down there. It's cool feeling. Rogers gets, you know, Oilers fans like, oh, there's no atmosphere, blah, blah, blah. That's still just a fucking beautiful barn. Oh, my God. When you look up Especially and you're looking you straight there. at, like, yeah. the Sportsnet lounge. And then, yeah, like, it was incredible. It was. These guys have nothing to say on it because they're not listening. No, no, yeah, no, no, I'm, no listening. I'm listening. Though. No, I'm looking, we're looking at Cass's mum video. I'm trying to validate myself. <laughs> Cass's mum video? That's weird. She's doing, like, a heart dance But, but it's like she's also trying to teach me how to Dougie. Maybe she's trying to give time. me one of these, like a Bieber heartbeat. Anyways. I mean, so she's slightly doing what you described, <laughs> but you could have described it better. Well, I didn't use any words. Maybe it was the motion you were making. Alberta 2 is calling me. I got to that upside down. <laughs> My phone is unforded at the moment. So, Oil Kings game. It was a great game. When the boys were out on the uh, boys only? No, there's two, girls. It's girls. co-ed teams, yep. What are their takes coming back in? Because when you're little, I remember when Gretzky retired and he brought out Ty and Trevor and Paulina. Yeah. And they were, like, sitting on the ice playing with the snow and could give 10 shits. Yes. Were the kids, like, thrilled to be there? Like, whatever. So when they got down there, they're, they all just kept talking about, like, this is where Nuge, like, this is where the Nuge would be. Or, like, this is, oh, my God, this is where, like, McDavid walks through. And, like, that might be right. That might be not right. It doesn't matter. Right point. enough for the children. They are yeah. just happy to be down there. Speed. And they're, I think that they're just, their heads are on swivels. They're constantly, like, overtaken with just how massive everything is underneath there. The minute they came off the ice, all they wanted was popcorn, M&M's, <laughs> hot dogs, root beer. They don't give a shit about anything. They're over it. Oh, my God. They're will it resonate with them for minutes. a few days? Will they will be like, Dad, remember a few days ago when that happened or no? Just maybe like They're the odd the one. I know my son's just kind of like, that was a cool experience. I really liked the ceremony because like during the ceremony, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. right? Yeah. Like and the lights are going down and people are skating around anyways. So I think like at the time you could see in their faces, they were just like, and they just want to be on the Jumbotron, man. That's all any kid there wants. The floss cam. Like when everybody flosses, it's hilarious because they just got a big group of kids. And then they had one guy, the guy that won the floss cam, and he was actually doing a flossing dance. It was, uh, that sounds like he was off kind script, of ridiculous. But whatever. Yeah. The 45 year old man doing it. But no, these kids just want to be on the Jumbotron. They want to eat snacks. And it's very pure. It. It's very pure watching them go through it. Yeah. And just to be with their team and run around and yeah. piss off everybody five rows above them because they won't sit the fuck down. That was, that was fun. No, I was just going to say it was also pure Tyler when you on Friday night text me that you had wished you and I were on the kiss cam together. Yeah, I got nice. had a few beers. Oh, were you in the kiss cam too? No, I wasn't no. on the kiss oh, cam. Oh, you just out of nowhere hit you up? We were, I knew he was at the game, uh, right? So they did the kiss cam and the kiss yeah. cam ended. Yeah. So I just texted Begmunk because he's always saying that I should kiss him. And I just said, hey, uh, hold on. Was mean Stop, you. pause, rewind. I know it's 2019. I can't get into your personal lives. Why are you always asking Tyler to kiss you? Yeah, Begmunk. As, as far as I know, I don't have any record of that being anywhere. Oh, fuck off. I just know that Tyler Every, no, oh. is very aggressively coming at me for my sweet, sweet kisses. and He's it's courting just, you. Yeah, it's it's really getting weird. It's Every weird. day, when I'm here at least, I walk upstairs, and before I go, I say, hey, guys, do you need anything else from me today? You know, like a nice co-worker. Yeah. And Begnook goes, a kiss. And I say, no. Wow. One of us has every it, day. One of us has the other propositioning <laughs> for a kiss in writing. You can't prove that's, that's true. That's that, damaging. You cannot prove that that text message is actually from my phone. Were you on the kiss cam once? Yeah, yeah. very recently. Like, very recently, yeah. right? Yeah, I thought that and was one. 
No. No? Came, came second. It's allegedly. political. Oh. Yeah, it's it was very political. Very political. <laughs> political. <laughs> but if me and Bag Milk were on, I bet you we would have won. Oh, buddy, I'm going to town. I tried <laughs> to get on it with the guy I was sitting with because... Um, what in the fuck? Oh, I'll tell you why. On Friday? Well, exactly. Well, because <laughs> I knew the person helping the camera man. Mm. It was our friend. Oh. oh, our good friend. Our good friend. Yeah. Was oh, that what she was doing? She was doing, yeah. She was so there. I so could Mike, conceivably oh. wave her off now if she were to come. Try. My biggest fear in life is to be on the jumbo. Yeah, yeah oh. you definitely can. So I, was try- like, eh, 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 eh. I was on the jumbotron last year. There was, there were the couple right in front of me was doing the kiss cam, but like they did the yeah. wide shot. So I was in the shot. So I took off my nation jacket and I hung it up like this. Smart. So for 15, 20 seconds. Good advertising. Massive logo. Smart. Up on the- Excellent. So you get your, you get caught on the Jumbotron. I've been on, let yeah. me just full disclosure. Sure. I've been on kiss cam with my sister before. It was like 2001. No, I didn't seal the deal. People here who will kiss fucking anybody apparently pops in. And then it was so awkward that they put us back on later on. Remember when they went through the era at Rexall where they put thought bubbles on people's heads? Yeah. And then her thought bubble was, I think I have playoff fever. But everyone was still laughing about kiss cam, even though it was like 15 minutes earlier in the period. So never again. Were you just mouthing, this is my sister. I didn't have no. No, I didn't have the I'm not, wherewithal to do anything. Yeah, I think so you're that's, in panic mode. So that's where it oh, comes I looked in. like the most panicked human being ever. People I knew <laughs> ran into me afterwards like, were you there with a side chick? Why do you look so scared? Yeah. I'm like, side chick? There is no primary chick. That's my <laughs> sister, you idiot. There's got to be some new cool thing you can do on the Jumbotron. Because like chugging your beer, it's a classic, right? But Absolute classic. Our done. buddy Lee did the best that was the greatest use of the Jumbotron. Oh, ever. when he pushed the Oilers fans out of the no, way. No, his girlfriend. So his girlfriend was on. It was the kiss cam, wasn't it? No, it was just a it was just no, a crowd just shot. A and they just went on her and she was just hot and yay, whatever, boys. And then he was wearing a senator's jersey because yeah. it's a Sens game. He came flying into the scene, shoving her out of the way, and then started repping the senators. <laughs> then everyone started booing him and he stood up and he was giving the ear to the crowd. Yeah, the Hulk Hogan ear. And he told the me that, Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> You've never in your life felt something so exciting as a bit building booing you he's like i swear it's better than being cheered you always want to be the <laughs> heel uh, let's ask drake oh what just happened this? there my boy drizzy getting no respect <sighs> my is that god the end of, was... is that peak drake is so, he now gonna get what did he do this is... to get that like what did it, he like nothing so here's the thing he went to tyler the creator's um Music festival yeah. camp flogna camp or something flogna or yeah. something and he came out for what would was gonna be like a 40 minute set closing set yeah closing set and in about the first five minutes all these it was it's young kids there like 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 you know, high school and first. Well, rumors had gone out that Frank Ocean was going to close. Yes. Yeah. Frank Ocean never puts out albums and never performs. Right. But he's boys of Tyler, the creator. Yes. So a lot of people were led to believe informally they were going to be going to a closing set by Frank Ocean. Yes. So Drizzy walked out. And people started booing him uh, heavily. Heavily. And so he did his one song and he kind of said, I can keep going. Do you guys want to keep going? And they, were like, and they booed him and they're like, oh, should we keep this going? And everybody started yelling, no. Yeah. And so he left. He left. He took it like a pro. Yeah, yeah. I actually respected yeah. a bit. But I think Drake's now part of the old people club. I think he's, he's like, a boomer. He, no, it's no just, I just well, think in that situation, it was. Listen, Tyler, you're aging out too, my friend. Yeah, you you're, 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 you're on TikTok, TikTok man. Generation. At some point, at some Dude. point, you become so loved that it's like the Nickelback effect. It turns yeah. on you. Yeah. And like the Hootie and the Blowfish effect, right? Yep. You become Whoa, you, people you turn on Hootie? shots at Hootie? People hated Hootie when they were huge. Are you kidding me? 
Oh. They became the biggest thing in the world. You know who probably made that happen is the blowfish. That and guy absolutely. Had a and people yeah. turned on him, and they got some, yeah. Like, I, I follow Rick Ross, a very good rapper. Um, he's now mostly taking photos at, like, Wingstop headquarters, and he just released a book and accepted, like, an Atlanta Spirit of Business Award. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. no longer fun following Rick Ross on Instagram because he's, like, an old rich guy. Yeah. I feel like this is where, for Drake, he's going to be like, hmm. I can still it's put out albums too, like the whole like with the Raptors thing. And but you know what? If you everywhere. dropped a single tomorrow, oh, it would it'd be gonna, still it, be Tartrop. But it'll be like Jay Z towards and, the end of his career, but right? Let's, and let's and let's double that with. I have been so over Kanye West for so long. Yeah. And Jesus is King just came out, it's and garbage. it is a gospel garbage. No, it's good. It is. It like sounds it. like it's so not finished good to me. Mm, it's, yeah. it's not finished. The songs. It's a gospel album, and gospel songs are are are, are I guess traditionally short. So most of the album, most of the songs are only like, you know, the first one, like that's really good is a minute 45. Then it's like two ten, then like two thirty. Like these are not long no. songs. The beat making in this album, it's like taking me back. Like he is, it's so good that I don't care what he's singing about. It doesn't matter that the whole thing is full of gospel. Record, like I love the sentiment. gospel concept. I just, I felt like he released a half finished product. Really? Getting back to Drake, we can we can. Okay, well, anyways, no, no, here, hold on. So I want to, let me finish. So drops, wait, 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 wait. wait. Drake, album. I love him again. No, no, go on. Okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Drake no. now has entered into the like Jay Z second half of his career. So Drake just turned thirty three for record in October. I remember Jay Z came to Edmonton one time and we went to the show and it was poorly attended, but it was like me and all my fellow youths, and Jay Z was like the guy. Wait, was this the one we took the limo to? That was the second time. Oh. The second time we came back and we went in a limo and that perfectly tells the story. Yes, we're okay. like older now. We're more successful now. We went for wine before the concert. <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> I showed up at Jay-Z still sold out or wasn't sold out, but still well attended, but it was all like people my age at Jay-Z who'd been in the streets back in the eight years earlier when we went. I think Drake is now going to hit that point where he can still put out songs and they'll go to number one. But he isn't hip with the kids. I mean, I disagree with you that I still think he's got a handful of years left of being really hip with the kids. Jay Z did well. JG did too. But if you can't yeah. go to Fog Knock, you're going to get booed off stage. That's going to calculate into your tour plans. I relate everything for coolness in terms of TikTok these days, mm-hmm. as you should. You do not see Drake featured in any TikTok videos kids are making right now. But if Nice for What came out yesterday, you would. Mm. Sure. Maybe. So I think well, he's I just got to drop some shit. Hold on, we're going home. I also have the 444 album, the Country Club rap, where we talk about our 401k so tax So what, what is hot on TikTok right now, might I ask? Can we make this a Random weekly segment? Shit, man. Yes, it's, we have to. I would love to talk music all the time. Oh, no, I just meant TikTok. Oh, a TikTok weekly segment. <laughs> well, I took TikTok away from my kids. Really? I had to. Uh, you were preaching it. What I if was. Steve Jobs' parents had taken away the circuit board from him? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so there is a level of creativity that... I guess you could say jumps the shark when you start doing shit that's not creative anymore. It's just fucking stupid. So who are you, the creative police? I am the creative <laughs> police. When they were making videos and they were being funny, that was one thing. But when they started, you know, it's just like everything. They push the envelope, push the envelope, push the envelope, and so pretty soon I'm watching videos that I didn't want to be watching. And I didn't oh, did your boy call somebody you people? No, he did not say you people. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. You they can't sing, say that shit in they 2019. They to the words, but they're like, I don't know. It's just, it, it got ahead. I had to take it away from them. Plus, they were starting to figure out how to take it off the privacy settings. Oh, and they were getting followers, and that just fucking no, creeps no, me right out. Legit, you know. And I was not having any part of that. So Some I of say, the most used songs right now on TikTok are "Candy" by Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. Good Ooh, track, of course. Juice World. <laughs> oh yeah, I like Juice World. Arizona Zervas. Ooh, Mahogany Locks. <laughs> nope. Ant Saunders. K Camp. Not a real name. <laughs> 
Migos this and is, Marshmallow. This hey, is, Migos. This is how people are becoming famous, though. They're releasing their song on TikTok so that people use it, just uh, like the Get Up, like the Get Up, and what was the other one? Like, well, Old Town Road straight up started on TikTok. Like, what before Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, before was the running, remix, people were like, it was becoming well used on TikTok a lot, and then that's when Billy Ray saw it, and that's when they became twenty weeks in a row at number one. And rounding out the uh, countdown is BB Rexa. I've heard of her. Yeah. See, like that's what I was saying, though. Can like, we do this every week so I can keep a check on if I'm actually becoming? <gasps> we should old. do a segment oh. called "Keep Your M Chuck Young." Let's make yeah, it. Yeah, keep it. your M Chuck Young. Let's make a TikTok video every week of your M Chuck. I oh, make being young to, with the hottest song of you the week. You actually make them every day? Yeah, I make for the nation's got an account, and I have a personal account. I make multiple videos a day on TikTok. I'm going to start my kids' accounts back up just to follow you. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm in. I think I might download it. <laughs> yeah, I've got to see this. The revolution's it's, happening. Is it my name is Bag and Milk or what? what Hi, my name is Bag Milk on uh, TikTok. Yeah, okay. but and just Oilers Nation as well. It's interesting that oh, yeah, as you get, to get better get at <laughs> using the platform, how you seem to unlock more toys and things. It's it's just, I, I it's like Vine, but with licensed music under it. And mm-hmm. I think the creativity that you can put together in 15 seconds is pretty interesting. There's amazing content on it. I lost easily on Sunday, probably two hours of my life on TikTok. Wow. You, you get what? sucked into it and you're just watching these random videos. There is two tow truck drivers from Edmonton with hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> and all they're talking about is their fucking rounds that they made that day. They're like, oh, I pulled a cop out of the ditch. Turns out he followed me on TikTok. We're having coffee tomorrow. That kind of shit. And I just hey, so, like, I love Wait them. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was fully under the assumption that TikTok was literally, you pick a song, the song plays behind you, and you sing or make a video to that song. How are people just talking? You can do both. You can do both. You can do, we, we could put this whole podcast on TikTok mm-hmm. in 15 second bursts. Yep. yep. Wow. 2000. You can go longer than 15. Can, can, yeah, can you, you go, go up to 60? A, up to a minute. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, with it, your rem check. I'm a heavy follower of TikTok. I'm yet to publish my the first one, music video. The one TikTok video that I liked was the uh, gymna- or the, the diving team or whatever that's all around the dock and they do like they did it backwards where they were jumping oh, into yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the TikTok video was them jumping out and landing like their superhero that they were going to be. Yeah. So I mean, just a, to get uh, that done, that's impressive. That is a TikTok trend. So that's like one of the like trending kind of videos that kids are making. So there's, you can go find that one specifically, and then you can find thousands of, of the people that, that did it awfully. Same. Those yeah. are probably better. some great, some bad. Well, that's just it. Sometimes <laughs> you find videos that are so fucking bad. And I find myself watching everything that person put out because they're just like, I don't understand why this is even on here. <laughs> so I went the other day and there was a twerking challenge that started. So, you know, how'd you oh, do? I'm in already. Yeah. Go click on the hashtag. This uh, hashtag has been limited because of complaints from the community for unwelcome content. The twerking contest was canceled on Instagram. See, that's pushing the envelope. That's gone too far. You got to move to a new platform where your auntie isn't on there complaining about twerking content. Well, that's another big trend on TikTok right now where kids are making videos about old people flooding to TikTok. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my 30s. I'm who you're making this video for. Fuck you, kids. The boomers. Oh my God, I feel fucking so old right now. Okay, they're going there and they're straight up making fun of the people that, why are old people vlogging? Like, it's is this fun. like the Facebook thing fun, where man. like old people realize every social media network is like So this. now it's all aunties and stuff? Yeah, it hasn't fully yeah. tipped yet. Yeah, the, boomers, the boomers are flooding. starting to show up. Yeah. Early adopting old people are going there to look to make money. Like so we were, on the, we were on the ice yesterday <laughs> and Jay yelled at the guy, nice. <laughs> I was going to bring this up. Nice something boomer. I don't know what you said. And I looked at you and I said, do you know that guy? And you're like, no, we call, we call, them, we call them boomers now. And I'm like, what are we, we talking we about? We the young people. And he goes, he goes, that's what old people, that's what young people call old people now, boomers. And they hate it. And I'm like, 
We're the old people. No, we're not. We're in the middle. Yeah, you're not a boomer. The generation hey, after if I'm us. I'm people boomers. Yeah. I'm young as shit. Boomers is the generation the after us is making fun of the generation before us, and we're sliding right so along the mean. I literally had as a talking point saying I chirped a guy at hockey called you did. a boomer you called him a bo- multiple times. And I was sitting on the bench and looked right at you, and I just went, "What are you talking about?" That's either the worst. Uh, these or the old people chirp. don't get it. Yeah, we no. are young and hip. There was a CNN again. I guess I'm in the old category, but there's a CNN headline. It was a story. It was like. Okay, boomer, it's time to talk. A millennial's guide to talking about boomers. I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> it was used in uh, New Zealand House of Commons. Yeah, the chick, the okay. minister of energy since, is like 23 or something. Yeah. Since we're what? out here showing the, our, my, my age right now and how little I understand, what is the fucking boomer. meme with the desperate housewife pointing at the cat ah. behind the thing? Yeah, I don't get it. That? I don't get it I don't either. Get it. It was just random shit put together. But what's the cat video? Like what? Like I saw. So I watched the Desperate Housewives video. And yeah. she's going fucking nuts. Yeah. So I get how that's a good screenshot. What's the someone, cat? Someone someone just took it took like the 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 layout thing and just put a cat at a table. And so now there's memes about how people are making it's mispronouncing it no words sense. or a comeback like a sassy <laughs> yeah. comeback. There's one where he's wearing little Timberlands and has a little Yankees hat <laughs> on and shit. It's good. You know what the beauty of this podcast I'm is? Falling behind. What? The first 15 minutes was us talking about how much we fucking hate the internet. And the last 15 minutes was us talking about how much we but fucking love the internet. So we, such, we talk about the good and the bad of the internet. To it, me, it wrapped TikTok up nicely. right yeah. now is what Twitter used to be. It's it's mm. a lot of fun. There's going to be a time mm. when TikTok is shitty and horrible. And it's going to be a bunch of old people yelling at each other. And the about, president will have a TikTok. So let's start up the oh. next one. Yeah. That's going to... No, I'm sure they're already in the works. But, so that you know that Jack Dorsey that runs Twitter? Yeah. He I listened to an interview with him the other day. And the guy... The guy that was interviewing him, his biggest thing is like, t- Twitter needs to be fixed. Somebody needs to fix Twitter. There is too many bad things happening that people can just do everything. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, we're working on it. And he's like, no, you literally are the guy that can fix it. So fucking fix it. And this Jack Dorsey's like, yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into fixing it. And he's like, no, no, you just literally fix it. You stop allowing people to say whatever they want. It's not that fucking hard. And this Jack Dorsey just would not basically because twitter say, is working say i'm gonna fix it what do you think about jack dorsey and twitter like what do you it's tough man because it's not twitter that's the problem it's humanity that's the problem right, right? So, so, you protect, so hold on you let, protect people from humanity you protect people from humanity but like let's use an example when we first started at the nation network we had comment sections and it was me talking to jay talking to bag milk if and we that, were lucky and that, and that bingo fuel guy yeah bingo fuel he was in the mix that dude was there yeah yeah he did a great job and now it's gotten to the point where we had to put on filters to remove words from comments. In the beginning, we're like, we were doing anything we could to get a comment. Any comment, anything is fine. And now we're to the point where Bagel has to sit in his underwear, assumedly, for four hours and pull down comments. Mm. Oilers Nation isn't the problem. That's growth. It's, but this is the thing with Twitter. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to start banning accounts, you can do that. And they have been. They've been kicking people off and... It must be a horrible thing to know. You should probably kick the president off, but you can't. Yeah. How do you prevent people from saying where, who draws the line for saying you can't say that in quotation marks? How do you determine what that is? Oh, that's not for me. This is what Jack Dorsey's scared of though. This is what he's scared of. (laughs) He's scared of saying like, okay, let's say you can't call anyone a wanker, right? Okay. Well, what if someone does? Is it just like your tweet doesn't appear? 
But then, like, if you say, like, I'm going to kill you, you know, in anger. With that, love. That what? can't be on there. But it's like, oh, man, Taylor Hall killed that guy tonight. And then you're, like, kicked off Twitter, right? Like, it's really hard to, like, put rules in place to remove hate speech using AI and stuff because you need context. And the only way you can really have context and keep Twitter, okay, quote, unquote, there, clean would be to decide, like, you can't talk about this. Okay, and we're gonna so you use a it. keyword. You use one of many keywords that they have. Mm -hmm. You are now on the list of somebody that's used a keyword. But I can... If, if it just like a body of work, like how Donnie C's gone and it, you know, body of work, he had a lot of things. Yeah. You're on that list. You're now monitored more heavily. How though? Again, yeah. by more AI or by people? Fuck, at some point, use people. Okay, well, I'll mean, give you... What you're asking for is coming. It's going to actually probably be the thing that ends up killing social media. Because we talked about on the show two years ago, we called peak social media. We said, this is it. It is as big as it's ever going to get. The E... Ooh, that's gross. I just inhaled. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of gross. Well, a little cocaine won't make this podcast slow down, will yeah, it? Let's play in the NHL. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not a problem. In the EU, they just ruled against... They just ruled Tyler's against Facebook. Face. Yeah. Chalmers, they just ruled against Facebook. Yeah, yeah. In the EU, because a politician... Someone said something defamatory about her on Facebook. Right. And she sued Facebook, and she won. Okay. And if you make a crank call on a phone and you say to the president, I'm going to kill you on the phone, you don't get to sue the phone company for allowing that call to take place. Right? Facebook now, and there's no means of appeal in the EU for this, they are now responsible for people saying defamatory content on Facebook. So they're going to have to hire a whole bunch of people and create a whole bunch of AI to make sure defamatory stuff comes off. It's going to be almost impossible for Facebook filters to figure out what the fuck people are saying. Do you believe that there's this much work going into stopping people from being mean to each other? Phase one of technology was give people tools. <laughs> Phase two of technology is like, oh shit, they're using those tools to club each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? Look at look at Hong Kong. Right? And we don't want to talk about this kind of shit. We got to stick to sports. Dead spin reference. Thank you. But like... <laughs> oh. Most they problems go. in government and with like civil unrest is like heavily fanned by social media. So Jack Dorsey's getting calls from like the governor of Hong Kong being like, I want you to take every single reference of protest out of tweets in Hong Kong. And he's like, how the fuck are we supposed to do that? And Zuckerberg's getting dragged in front of Congress every other day. The poor guy's turning into a lizard. He's in the stress of it all. And they're like, you, sir, are personally responsible for everything 1.4 billion people but say you, on your sirs, platform. created a billion-dollar company yes. using content from people. Yes. So they should at be what some point, point, I, in some way responsible for what gets put out But there. at what point are people held responsible for their own actions, right? And we'll close with this, and like we can debate it. But like Don Cherry, yes, you have free speech, but you have speech with consequence. Yeah. You said too much racist shit, you're fired. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, fine. How can you apply that same thing to Facebook? How can you apply that same thing to Twitter? Twitter's got like 140 million active users. How the hell is Jack Dorsey? And yes, he created it. And yes, it's monster, blah, 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 blah. But like it's people. Gross, I sniffed again. People. Not feeling too good. Hey? No, okay. people. It's thin air down here. But <laughs> I think it's very, very difficult for a guy like Jack Dorsey to come to, first of all, grips with what people did with his baby. Yeah. And B, I think it's a very hard problem to solve. I, I feel for that dude. I agree. I feel for him, too. I remember when we went and visited Twitter. I also head. feel for the people that have to listen to this shit. I, uh, Our podcast? Are, no. no. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, that too. Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. Nobody listens. It's you, okay. You, uh, you constantly want me to be more involved on that, on Twitter. What? And, and just just commenting yeah, on People like things. you, where they like me, so go talk to them. I go to, I, I go to, these, to Twitter, and I scroll through, and, like, I don't fucking like it. I don't like Twitter. Neither do I. I'm not a fan. 
I like Instagram. I fucking love Instagram. Well, every time you like a post yes. and don't say anything, I curse you. I like, no, mm -hmm. I say stuff these mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I see a lot of. Yeah, on Instagram. Oh, Wanye throws a post up and everybody in this room likes it. No one I comment. I commented on one today. It's me talking from Oodle Noodle to the River Valley account it's, to Little Brick. It's Nation 1.0. <laughs> it's Nation 1.0. It's me talking to me talking to Rosenhart. I like that the, the amount of people that I do, I have talked to though, they go to the top of your feed, right? So like, I see basically my Twitter feed looks like I follow like fucking 12 people and it's the eight people from our fantasy league from the nation, you four, and then like my wife or something, yeah. right? Like, and then I got to scroll and then all of a sudden I'll get to like the meat of Twitter, right? Like the things that actually you don't follow me on Twitter. That's Ooh. bullshit. Mm. Uh, Controversial. Cold. But true. Jesus okay. Christ. Wow. Do you know how long it took me to get that fucking logo in that box? <laughs> it's a long rectangle. Nothing fits uh, in those. When I first saw your avatar photo, I go, I'm not even kidding. I remember this is on Twitter and it's small. I'm scrolling <laughs> yeah. through. I'm like, why Chalmers use that avatar of old Tiger Woods as his photo? Because <laughs> you have the so shades on. I and purposely the used it because of the, the sunglasses. But that's you. Yeah. yeah just yeah. fucking don't Such a boomer, Chalmers. Chalmers is the definition of boomer. All right. Well, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. We hate the internet. We love the internet. And we love our 12 listeners. For Chalmers, Bag Milk, Jay, Wanye, Tyler, Uramchuk, thanks for tuning in to episode 147 of Nation Real Life. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.